Hey, Taco the Towners, just a quick note before we start the show. Taco the Town is up for best podcast in Kansas City in the Pitch Best of KC Awards. We'd love your vote. If you go to thepitchkc.com and go to the Best of tab, just click on there in the Arts and Entertainment section and vote for Taco the Town for best podcast in Kansas City. If you vote for us, we'll keep doing the Lord's work and eating all the tacos in the town. Actually, we'll do that even if we don't win, but we'd love your vote. And now, on to the show. Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my local neighborhood children's puppeteer says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. This week, we are on location coming to you live at another great Kansas City taco place, We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places with us and taco memories. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is Dos Reales, authentic Mexican restaurant. That translates to two reales. I think that's right. Dos Reales has two Kansas City locations at 8841 West 75th Street in Overland Park, Kansas, 75th and Antioch, right across the street from Shawnee Mission Medical Center where I was born. This is where I was put onto this planet to eat tacos. And at 6453 Quivira Road in Shawnee, Kansas, right off of Shawnee Mission Parkway, Dos Reales uses high-quality ingredients to make authentic, delicious Mexican food from scratch every day. Whether you are enjoying their authentic Mexican cuisine or one of their world-famous handcrafted margaritas, they are committed to providing you with the best service, food, and dining experience possible. Dos Reales says it is simply the best. Let's meet this week's guests. He works as a video art director for AMC Theaters. He's a filmmaker, writer, and co-creator of the Wild West Film Fest. He's an avid lover of the karaoke art form, and he is a karaoke performer, has been in the past. We used to work together at a really fun ad agency back in the early (laughs) 2000s. 
Welcome to Taco the Town, Chris Dorsey. Uh, thank you, Dave. I've been waiting for a long time to be on this podcast. This is super exciting for me. Thanks for being here. So glad you're going to be here at our favorite taco restaurant, Dos Reales. No problem. You and the next guest I'm going to introduce here very shortly. You guys eat here, you said twice a week sometimes? We eat here on Tuesdays and Fridays. Tuesdays and Fridays. Sometimes okay. we switch it up a little bit, but Taco Tuesdays here are great. And we usually come in on Fridays when we really need a good marg after the long week. Yeah, this is our happy place. Let's meet our second guest. She is married to the first guest. She's a talent agent for Moxie Talent Agency, and she is a margarita expert. Yes, I am. Welcome to Taco the Town, Lindsay Dorsey. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Taco the Town, Taco the Town. I we are very excited to be here. I understand you're a big fan of the, the Taco the Town theme song. I am. I am. I was singing it all day today. I was very excited to be a part of it. Now, we're going to make that a ringtone available for purchase. Oh. So look for that coming down Excellent. the road. We're getting a lot of people asking for that. So Yes, and merch would be great, too. Okay, yeah, we'll get some T-shirts, some koozies made. Uh, get those out there. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So when did you guys first discover Dos Reales? Gosh, it was probably, what, 12 years ago? I started coming here before Chris. I introduced him, I'd like to say. Yeah, it was like it was probably 12, 13 years ago. So I, was, I wasn't really a big Mexican food fan before that. Crazy, which crazy. Which is bizarre, but like I would go to some other, I'm not going to mention the names of the places that I'd get to, but I'd go to some other places around town. Just could not get into the, the food that they had. Came here, had a... La Favorita, and it changed my life. I was like, Dos Reales is, is by far the best Mexican food I've had in Kansas City. Yeah, ever since then, we've been coming back. Lindsay? I remember coming here. I lived in Georgetown Apartments right across the way there, and I started coming in here, and I just thought it was amazing. And then I started dating Chris, and I had to share the amazingness with him. And we've been coming here ever since. We actually moved. Well, we both lived in Georgetown together. So you could, like, walk here if you wanted to, right? Yeah. So we we could drink a lot of margaritas and and walk home if if need be. And then we actually ended up buying a house over in Lenexa. And we just loved Dos Reales so much that we still, instead of going to places closer to house, chose to come over here. Which, it's not that far, but we can't stumble home anymore. Right. Real quickly, Dave. For the listeners out there, the reason there's all kinds of noises going on, we're actually sitting at the bar at Dos Reales. Right. We are coming to you live from the awesome bar area of Dos Reales. We wanted to get some real bar noises in here to make it seem like a very fun, happening, functioning bar area. Hear that? That is actually ice being ground up for a frozen margarita. Delicious margarita. Tell me about the margaritas here. Because, Lindsay, you swear, and Chris, you both swear by these margaritas. You say they're the best in town, right? Hands down, the best margaritas in town, especially the Dos Reales margarita. It is like no other margarita you can have. It keeps me coming back twice a week, I have to say. And I refer to the Dos Reales margarita as my happy juice. So if I'm having a bad day... I need to have happy juice. If I'm having a happy day, I need to have happy juice. Is that kind of like the stuff that Honey Boo Boo used to get before a performance? That's more of go-go juice. Go-go juice, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was uh, actually Mountain Dew. Mountain <laughs> Dew with some extra sugar added in. I don't know. Yeah, it was just Mountain Dew, right? There was nothing else in it. I don't know, but... I mean, as far as I know, it's Mountain Dew. I did watch a little Honey Boo Boo, and excellent show. So anyway, these but, margaritas, though, not to cut you off on the Honey Boo Boo thing, but these margaritas, <laughs> they are, they're different than any other margarita in Kansas City. They're orange, so they have Brangala, which gives it that orange flavor. It's a Suaza Tequila. Salsa. I can't ever, I can't pronounce <laughs> these words. Salsa Tequila. That's their house tequila here, which is a very premium tequila. And so yes. it's a, it's, it's a, it'll knock you on your butt margarita. You drank a couple of these. I mean, you are. So two, two is the limit or have you Two's had? Two probably there's, the limit. There's not a limit really, Dave. Are you kidding me? Like limit schmimit. You guys love margaritas so much that you have participated in the margarita wars that the pitch puts on right in the past. Yes, we have we, gone to margaritas. We went. You yeah. went to it. We didn't make margaritas but we went. But you went and drank margaritas. We did yes. go there and we drank margaritas. Uh, unfortunately, Industrialis wasn't there. I think if they were there, they would have won. Hands down. We went a couple years ago. And I think it was actually this year's was last night, I just heard. So The, the thing I like about Industrialis margaritas, they have an array of delicious margaritas which we are going to sample later. Right. A lot of places are so lemonade or they're like sugary and these are just delicious. I mean, they do have a hint of orange but they're just delicious like no other margarita you'll find in town yeah i mean you go to like ponax a lot of people in kansas city love ponax uh ponax they are strong but in my opinion they don't really taste very good they taste they're very tequila you don't taste any tequila in these wow and it still does the job oh yeah yeah, yeah. be careful what you do afterwards <laughs> <laughs> what is the strangest thing you've ever done after a night of drinking dos reales margaritas oh Gosh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's the strangest thing we've ever done strangest. after drinking. Back when you guys lived in downtown Overland Park, we used to, you guys lived within walking distance. Yeah. And we would just, you know, bar hop and. Oh, that's true. Jump. That's, you're asking what the strangest thing is, though, that we've ever done. And I'm trying to remember. There's been some weird stuff that's happened. Speaking of weird stuff, you purchased a house in Lenexa. Yes. What's the neighborhood? Alvaro Casada just walked in. He's the owner of uh, Dos Reales. The Handshakes are happening right now at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so you purchased a house in Lenexa. What's the neighborhood? Uh, Country Hill. It has probably the best 1980s party basement of any house I've ever been to. Can you describe this basement in this house that you have? Oh, yeah, so well, I'll start with the basement. The basement is a uh, throwback to, like, 1977. It's, uh, uh, everything is vintage. The year I was born, good year. The year Lindsay was born. It has a full bar, and you walk into the, the next room, there's a, a hot tub. Not just any hot tub, like an orange hot tub, and it's huge. Mirrors on the wall, bomb, ticky, bomb, bomb, and there's ticky, a, bomb, bomb. There's uh, actually mirrors on the ceiling. Yeah. Yes. And, and then there's a sauna. Some wood uh, paneling. There's wood paneling everywhere. There's Cedar. actually a... Uh, special phone that is uh, next to the hot tub that that we, uh, we call it the Hugh Hefner phone it has a red button which we we've, we've never used that phone but we have no idea what happens if you hit the red button but there's a phone on the wall and uh, how they call strippers <laughs> maybe you have yeah there's a bar there's a the wall the wall in the bar room has mirrors on it double sided glass double sided glass <laughs> You yeah. can see through those? Yeah. 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 So you can sit at the bar and you can look. I don't look, think I knew that. You can yeah. look into the hot tub room. 
Well, we don't really know what happened in the I mean, 70s. There's a lot but. of crazy stuff like happening in 1980. And there's a sauna, right? There's a sauna yeah. in the back room. And there's a phone. There's a phone in the wall next to the toilet in the sauna room, right? No, it's right next to the the hot tub. So you can be in the hot tub and call your, your people over. That's amazing. When we bought the house, the owner, previous owner, he tells us uh, the story of the house, which is a pretty interesting story. Owner of the house back in the 70s, she owned a bar in downtown Overland Park. And a rich guy would come in every night, this wealthy guy who would tip all this money to her. And they end up hitting it off, right? She ends up having come back to her house and it turns out he's embezzling money from the company he's working at and he has like a million dollars of money that he's embezzled and he starts storing it in our in, in our house somewhere in up one of the upstairs bedrooms we've actually heard he started sinking the money into the house so he built this crazy 70s 80s basement with mirrors everywhere and then he built a swimming pool in our backyard and we bought the house when the, like the market crashed for, you know, a song and a dance. And now we have a, a, a big house with a swimming pool and a party basement from the 70s. And they would, <laughs> they would come after they enjoyed their margaritas. They would come to this basement and after party. I mean, like, if you spun around and closed your eyes, you would think you're in a bar. Like, if, if you're transplanted into our basement, you would think you're still in a bar. So it's, it's very... We're enjoying the, the benefits of this guy embezzling money. And don't, don't you have a, a way where you can open up your bedroom window and jump from your bedroom window into your pool? We do. We do. There's a little balcony. Um, there's, there's not a diving board, which we need to figure this out and create one, like a plank or diving board. But, yeah, you can actually, like, I could roll out of bed and just do a somersault into the pool from the second story. It's the best party house ever, which led me to shooting a film there. I said, I have to document this party basement on film. So I wrote the script to my film, Jacuzzi Nights. Yep. We shot it there one night. Lindsay, you were in that movie. You played the bartender in Jacuzzi Nights. Yes, yes. That was a crazy night because that was actually the last night that your jacuzzi worked. Yes. We broke um, it. I yeah. broke it. Well, our, our actors broke it. We think that our, our hot tub quit working that night because it got clogged up with squirrel fur. Yeah, there was a squirrel puppet involved in the jacuzzi. I think I was operating it, or is Mike Weatherford the actor operating it? I don't know, but yeah, we did have a lot of hair in there. There was a lot of wigs in there. There were two actresses, Mike Weatherford wearing a very furry wig, and then there was a squirrel puppet. So I believe there could be some fur and, and hair involved in, in breaking in the jacuzzi. That film is actually a kind of a cult classic now. It's kind of spread around a little bit. It's it's on. I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, you got to look up a Jacuzzi Nights with a Z at, on Nights. I think that's what, what yeah. it is. Just wanted to say, too, uh, I unfortunately wasn't there that night. I was out of town and came back to a broken hot tub. <laughs> when the magic but, was uh, happening, you missed it. Um, and only got to hear really stories of what happened. We but, didn't uh, start filming that movie until probably about... 3 a.m. because we had to get the actresses liquored up because they were worried. Well, and they needed to try on like 15 swimsuits. Yes, yes. They were high maintenance actresses. They were very tentative about filming the scene, the hot tub scene with the pup, the squirrel puppet. They were a little nervous. Yes. But um, but Lindsay, you helped out a lot with that. I'm sorry the hot tub broke because that. It's okay. I mean, I did get to deep condition my hair in there the day before, and you know. 
So I had soft hair for the so you got to use the nights. hot tub at least once before. Yeah, yeah. I got to use it the night before. What's the most people of you guys that you've had down in that party dance in the bar area? Have you ever packed that with people? Do you have a disco we, ball in that room? We try to keep it, like, limited most of the time, you know? <laughs> it's like a speakeasy. Yeah. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. The outside pool area, we've had a couple kind of cool parties out there. That's 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 a good time. Alvaro's been over there. Alvaro actually... Uh, he, uh, the owner of Dos Reales, he jumped off of the balcony no way. into the pool. Recently. It was amazing. So yeah. we're joined by Alvaro Casada here, owner of Dos Reales. Oh, is that right? Owner? That's right. Okay. Uh-huh. So tell me about jumping off that balcony. <clears throat> well, I heard this story before, and I say I have to do it. <laughs> and it really was a lot of fun, a lot of adrenaline, and it's great to forget about or remember that we were kids and we can still have the kid inside and, and it was a lot of fun. Do you guys have video of this? Um, I don't have video of... We, of, we do have a picture. I, but I might have a picture. I don't, I don't have any video of, of, of him jumping off. I do have lots of did video. You, of did, did you go oh, cannonball or can opener or did you just dive or what, what was your, what was your uh, uh, process? Technique. Well, that's a special technique for the Olympics. No, just joking. <laughs> It's just, uh, no, I just, they, they all were doing the can opener, which I was not really willing to do it, but I just jumped straight out. Uh, but I did a couple, three times. It just it, was a, a lot of fun. It's kind of scary up there. I mean, it's pretty high, right? Yeah, pretty high. And, but there's lots of fun. And also, you could fall. If, if you, you trip, have to, yeah, you, you have could to. fall and you could hit the concrete. <laughs> right. It's dangerous. And I do have to say, Alvaro... Your friend Raul Udell, uh-huh. speaking of the basement, he has brought Raul Udell, his friend from Cuba, over to the basement, and he has actually sensed things in our basement as well. He's actually like a what uh, you call Cuban a sh- shaman. Shaman, or? shaman. Shaman, yeah. The woman that um, previously owned the house, Raul Udell sensed, sensed everything that happened. It was crazy. It was crazy. And he doesn't even really speak English. I feel like we've entered a new part of this this podcast now it's yeah this it's is awesome. gonna get really weird <laughs> great that's what we're here for isn't one of the dos reales locations haunted that's right <laughs> if you want to talk about that happy oh. haunted <laughs> happy haunted it's a happy ghost right friendly hunting the shawnee mission parkway one or this one shawnee mission parkway actually uh i didn't tell from right from the beginning we've been open for 17 years and from the day one that I was doing the remodeling, I can feel uh, very weird things, you know, like uh, winds going by through my head, through my shoulders. And then I realized that the place was uh, haunted. Actually, Raudel said they, it's a happy spirit. They, he really loved his land. He was a very good farmer, good to kids. And I actually, I got the idea that I never got it before. They, put a fountain in there. And and actually, on that very place, it's supposed to be, was a, a water wheel, or how do you call it? A well. A well. A well, yeah. 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 So I didn't tell nothing to the employees, but the years has been come by, employees come and go, and everybody has to be sensed weird things on the restaurant. Wow, that's cool. Can, can, I, can I tell just a super quick story yeah. here? 
so so Raul Dell is he's from Cuba. He's a minister of Yoruba, which is a form of Santa Ria, right? Great guy. Uh, we've we've hung out with him quite a bit. He doesn't speak any English at all. But anyway, one night we w- actually went to Shawnee Mission, to the restaurant, and he did kind of like a seance there where he was trying to speak to the spirits. And we were there till probably four in the morning that night, like hanging out. Well, I, we left at four in the morning, and then I think you guys were still there. <laughs> and we drank these drinks called Mfumbes, which are basically huge mojitos. And each one of them has like an entire bottle of rum in it. Yeah, they, uh, we prepared like a little bit less than half a bottle of rum, which is a liter, you know, half a liter we're talking about here. But it's so blended. I mean, it's, it has a lot of lime, a lot of sugar, and a lot of mint. But uh, it's so well blended that you don't feel like you're drinking uh, almost a half a bottle of rum. It's called it Enfumbe. It's maybe Enfumbe. You know, I, I hang out with uh, my friends. Um, they introduced me to Raudel, uh, Gujan and Vivian, which is my general manager. And we used to make mojitos on um, on the back patio of his house. So once upon a time, I bring uh, these 25 ounces uh, glasses to the house. So then we started to make it, uh, the mojitos in a huge version. I tell Gujan, we need to call this something else. This is not mojito anymore. So I call it enfumbe, which is um, a witchcraft in Cuba. Ooh. I've had one of those before. We judged the Halloween contest at That's right. the Dos Reales Halloween um, and costume contest. Yeah. yeah. And those were delicious. I felt like a spell had been put on me. Yeah, I dream about them. So that, that's a, there's a really cool, like, kind of, Alvaro has a lot of Cuban friends. So uh, one of the things I love about Alvaro and Dos Reales is this kind of, like, cool, like, Mexican-Cuban connection. A lot of the workers here are from, uh, they're all over South America, Central America. Um, Venezuela. Venezuela. I mean, just, it's it's an awesome crew here, man. I love these people. Now, Alvaro, when did um, Dos Reales open up? When did you guys open up your first location? Well, actually, my first location back was on uh, Champaign, Illinois, back in uh, 1993. Okay. So it has been uh, now 25 years since then. I don't own that location anymore due to uh, sharing with my ex-wife. So right now I just got only two locations, uh, Shani and Overland Park. When did you get into the restaurant business? Actually, since I was 17. I'm 53, so you do the math. (laughs) It has been uh, 35 years and it has been great. I really been enjoying that journey. You know, it gave me the chance to give education to my kids and meet a lot of people, great people. I maybe know Lindsay and Chris for uh, nine years now, 12 years. Something like 12. I think it's 12. Boy, time's fly. It has been a fun. (laughs) Actually, when we first started coming here, we didn't know Alvaro that well. It was a couple of years into it before we really actually became friends with you. Because you, at the time, had so many other restaurants. We were new to Dos Reales. But it's been at least at least 10 years. At least. Probably, I guess probably 10 years. But, I mean... But we've been coming to Dos Reales for at least 12. Eight or, eight or nine since we've been best buds, I guess. Best, besties. Since you guys got those tattoos. Those yeah, we have tattoos. Uh, margarita tattoos, all of us. You got them together. Yep. And our lower backs. <laughs> lower back tattoos. So, Alvaro, here on Taco the Town, we review tacos. 
what's what's the taco situation here at Dos Reales? What should we try? What are your top tacos? Well, actually, you know, it has been become uh, very popular across the country being uh, Tuesday Taco Night. Yep. We offer uh, on Tuesday the special, the buy one, get one free. And we have a large variety of tacos, you know, from the traditional Tex-Mex recipes, hard shell tacos, ground beef, and uh, shredded chicken, which actually they really good. We don't uh, use oil to cook at all. We use, use the tomato juice from the natural tomatoes and the peppers. I really love the hard shell ground beef tacos, but we have also street Mexican style tacos. They go from uh, carne asada to uh, al pastor to uh, shrimp and fish tacos, grilled chicken. Now, Lindsay, you are a vegetarian and you've been wanting Alvaro to name a vegetarian burrito or taco after you for a while now? Pescatarian. Pescatarian. Well, technically I'm a pescatarian, but Alvaro and I were in talks a while back when he was changing his menu, and I tried to get him to name, remember that? It was a... Now, uh, now's your time to get the sale in right now. <laughs> it was a green jean burrito. Whatever happened to that? <laughs> I thought I was going to make the menu, but you can still order everybody. It's a black bean burrito with a with a green salsa on top. So good. And that would be the green jean? Green jean. And the sliced tomatoes. Yeah, avocados. 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 And a little bit of cheese. But yeah, I forgot all about it. Rem- oh, remember th- remember oh, well, Now you're going to remember this. And now I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do really enjoy about Dos Reales. Hey, it's somebody's birthday. You know, a lot of times taco night is is exclusively beef tacos. That for taco night, I really enjoy it because not everyone does this, is that you can get shrimp tacos and fish tacos, buy one, get one free. Not only just the beef tacos. So, I mean, I, I just eat the, the shrimp and a vegetarian or uh, a fish taco. And those are included in buy one, get one free. Because a lot of times you go to restaurants and there's like only beef tacos or Taco Tuesday. And I love that Taco Tuesday here includes includes all the tacos. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, we have a large variety. Like I say, from uh, the traditional hard shell tacos to uh, a real street uh, Mexico-style tacos. I do. Can I ask you a question? It's something I learned online today. So I was reading some taco facts today. I learned that fish tacos were meant to be a lunch taco. Is that true? Do you know that to be true? Uh, maybe fake taco news. I'm going to ask this, the expert. Maybe it's so popular fake news. I believe it is fake really? news. Was this on the Dredge Report? Yeah, actually, in Tijuana, <laughs> you can find, uh, you know, Tijuana is by the sea, the Atlantic. So they got all kind of uh, seafood tacos, and it's very popular, and they eat it from breakfast to lunch okay. to dinner, and they're really amazing. They make uh, octopus, sea bass tacos. I guess fish tacos can be enjoyed every every meal. Any time of day. Any time of day, every meal. Exactly. I, I, I thought that was interesting. If I read you're that by today. the ocean, though, because those are probably the best fish tacos, right? Well, yeah, actually, that's how San Diego got involved into the uh, movement of uh, seafood tacos. 
you know, because they influence from uh, Tijuana. So I got a question for you, Alvaro. Um, I was actually reading today about tacos as well. The hard shell tacos, I believe, were created by the founder of Taco Bell. Is that true? Do you know anything about that? Like, that is not a Mexican thing, right? Hard shell tacos. It's, it's always been soft tortillas. Uh, Chris, I believe that's a fake news as well. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. And I... But, I, no, actually, just I stand corrected. Just joking. I, I yeah, it might be so. Sorry about that. That later in the show. We'll, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. I was just kidding. You know, maybe <laughs> I will get sued by Taco Bell. But you, you know, it's very popular version, even uh, with a um, Mexican population down in Texas, California, and actually Matamoros, which is south of El Paso, Texas. Yeah. They do fried tacos. Oh, maybe, okay. maybe not so well. And sample it. They we do fried tacos. They fried well. the tortillas. Yeah, those are the best. So good. So Alvaro, we've been talking a lot about your margaritas here. What makes the margaritas here so good? Chris and Lindsay swear by them. What's your special philosophy behind the margaritas here at Dos Reales? Number one, I believe in uh, honesty, which I offer one of the best tequilas as the house tequila. I mean, I, I don't go for a cheap tequila. I just uh, use it salsa, which is the house tequila and all varieties and different drinks. You know, if somebody asks for a top shell tequila, yeah, sure, we make, we make any margarita they want with a top shell uh, tequila, which uh, triplicate the price of a margarita, but our tequila is really, really good tequila. It's, like I say, it's very honest tequila itself. The oldest brand in Mexico, and it's the brand that it sells more in Mexico than any other tequila out there. It's a 100% agave, no preservatives. And number two, the ingredients. After all, Lenzi and Chris have been uh, create their own uh, Dos Reales Margarita. <laughs> True. You know, because they are uh, uh, self-conscious about what they taken into their bodies. So we do uh, fresh lime and uh, Esplenda. That's but, right. Uh, that's right. Yeah, because we're in here so much drinking the margaritas that we want to try to cut back the sugar a little bit. Oh, really? Truvia. That's what, how we make it. But, you know, our uh, mix that we use it, I really, you know, after 35 years or, or being 35 years in the restaurant industry, I really hunting for the uh, best products out there. So regular house margaritas, uh, Dos Reales Margarita, uh, we use it a real good margarita mix. That's what I love about Alvaro is um, he cares so much about ingredients and getting the best. Like he doesn't just want to to get what's going to make him money. Like, he really cares about the taste of his food, the taste of his drink, the quality of his drinks. I do have to say, this is something that I can't stress enough. Chris and I have both been in the kitchens of both the Shawnee and this location, and I would seriously eat off the floor. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we, I'm not even kidding you. I wouldn't prefer to, but we have been in there, and it is clean enough to eat off. I mean, it is the cleanest <laughs> restaurant I have ever been privileged to be a part of. And Lindsay, and Lindsay was a manager at a restaurant for 10 years. And, and that's why we keep coming back. Uh, Chris, I mentioned briefly at the beginning that we used to work at an advertising agency where we made two-year trade school commercials. Yeah, I, th I think I remember that, yeah. That was way back in the 2000s. 
It was, you know, I, I was trying to remember if it was like maybe even 1999. Yeah, it could have been. I remember before uh, Y2K happened. I remember the first time I met you, we were having like a creative team meeting. You're like, Hi, I'm Dave. I live in my parents' basement. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. I was like, I was like, is this guy serious? I think I was. And you like, didn't. You didn't actually. I think live I was in twenty. Basement. I was nineteen or twenty. I don't I, think you actually lived in your parents' basement. I didn't. Though. I was lying. Yeah, I was, you just. Yeah, I was you, trying to make everybody laugh. It yeah. was funny because you had a straight face, and I laughed. But I thought you were. I mean, I was like, well, I think he's serious. <laughs> And I'm like, that's cool. I mean, I don't have any problem with people living in their parents' basement. That's not, I don't have an issue with that. But it was a real, it was really funny. We used to work in like a shed in an old like uh, chemical barn. Remember that? We lived, yeah, we lived. We, we lived, lived there. Pretty much. <laughs> but we, well, more or less. It was uh, in the old suburban lawn and garden tractor shed out in Stanley, Kansas off a of hundred, it's 151st Street. Yeah. And I, do you remember the crossroad? I can't remember. It was back in the old industrial park area of Stanley. It was behind the- that train shop, <laughs> right. the, like the Lionel train shop. Yeah. I just remember like, yeah, we worked in there. When I started working there, it was 12 people. And then when you started working there, it was probably maybe like more like 30 people or something like that. Yeah. And, we were uh, definitely under 100 people. Yeah. It was a really weird place to work. I mean, I'm still friends with a lot of people that I work. Obviously you and other people that work there. And the whole goal at that company was to try to make commercials so so bad or basic that people remembered them and wanted to call the number. Or it, and the whole key was there was this spot called the boat spot. And for some boat reason, spot. that boat got so many phone calls on it. And we were always trying to crack the code yeah. of the, what made the boat spot so special. Yeah. And it was like... How can we make a, a commercial as crappy as the boat spot that makes people call so, this uh, number? Exactly right. And I remember, we, so we had this meeting. The owner of the company came out and he was like, you guys are doing too good of work. <laughs> He's like, we can't, you're, you're, it's too good. People are not responding to these ads. And these ads show up at like three, four in the morning. And they didn't want good, well-produced ads. They wanted stuff that was crappy stuff because people respond to crappy ads. I want to do the best work that I possibly can. And I remember just feeling like just completely deflated. (laughs) I felt awful because he was telling us we were doing too good of work. So I went back to my desk. I wrote a commercial in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And I grabbed the receptionist that was in the front, who you know, and I I took her in the back room and I said, hey, I I need you to read the script for me, the voiceover for this. She read it and it was called The Baby Spot. And it was basically for medical assistant students in Vancouver or someplace. That spot, he sold for $100,000. Yep. hundred grand. That was the key, yeah. It's unbelievable. Maybe we should be in the trade school <laughs> business. No way. We've, <laughs> we could make some crappy spots. Oh, man. Yeah. We made a lot of crappy spots. You made an amazing uh, fake commercial there one time called Sergio. Sergio. It was an am- and that's on YouTube, right? Can you find Sergio Sergio's on, on YouTube? YouTube. Yeah. It's kind of fake, but it was actually a real singer called was, Sergio. Yeah. But I just made up the singer act and had an actor friend of mine play Sergio. It was a great. I love that video. If you Yeah. Maybe we can put a link up of it, but it Hey. <laughs> a couple years ago, we used to put on um, these karaoke parties at Fred Piotts. And I we, miss those. We need to do another one. We did one called the Hot Tub Time Machine Party, which was a uh, ski lodge party. We did that in December, and that was great. 
It was after, yeah, it was after Alvaro, the, Alvaro was there. It was after the movie came out. Dave actually came up with a concept for that one. It was fantastic. What was the one where we got George Went, the uh, other actor from Sweet Chuck from Police Academy, to come sing karaoke? That was hot wood. That was hot hot wood. That was hot tub time machine two. That was the summer edition. That was the summer one. That was George Went from Cheers. I think it was winter. George George Went from Cheers. Uh, uh, What was the guy's name from Saturday Night Live? Tim Kazarinski. Tim Kazarinski from Saturday Night Live. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Dave actually orchestrated this. It was amazing. He got these people to come out. It was for it was summer, Albert. That was, you were for, the, that was for the Jop, Joplin hurricane. That was for the Joplin tornado. Yeah, that was to benefit the Joplin tornado, and we raised money yeah, for that. And we we got a lot of great stuff for them. It was a great it was a great time. My, my and- favorite part of that whole thing was George went. Norm from Cheers getting up and singing "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was awesome. We got to do another one of those. We just got to find a bar. We had so much fun doing those hot tub time. We did a hot tub time machine, winter and summer edition. Yeah, it started a hot tub, and then it was summer camp. What? How would you say hot tub time machine in Spanish? Yeah, what is hot tub time machine in Spanish? Oh, let me think about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking that we maybe Alvaro could let us do a Mexican hot tub time machine party that at would Dos be, Reales. Oh my God, that'd be so fun, Alvaro! Let's yeah. do it. I could yeah. wear leg warmers or a whistle. I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, I I'm into things. it. Count with me. It's a good idea. We have a lot of fun, though. I mean, and you have a lot of... Hot Top Machine is like a... It's not really the translation. What you try to say is sort of like a... It's a machine. It's a a hot thing, but it's through like a time machine as well. Isn't it? How do you say say jacuzzi in uh, Spanish? Jacuzzi. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe it got invented in the United States. But... um, I will call it uh, el jacuzzi de la máquina del tiempo. Oh, oh wow. I like that. Well, Chris, you work at the AMC Theater's headquarters in Leewood, right? We're at the headquarters. Usually if I tell somebody I work at AMC Theater's, they think I'm like a popcorn popper <laughs> right. or something like that. But actually working at the headquarters over in Leewood off of Knoll and College area, I guess is what it is. And you get to go to some movie premieres and meet the actors in movies and stuff? And uh, occasionally. I used to. I don't as much anymore. But, yeah, I, I have gone to some some movie premieres, and I did used to do, shoot some red carpet stuff, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Who'd you hang out with? You hung out with, like, Matt Damon or got to meet him? I, and uh, I've met Matt Damon before. I met him for a few seconds. Super nice guy. Uh, Brian Cranston, right? Yeah, I got to hang out with Brian Cranston at the after party for the Infiltrator in New York City, which was awesome. It was the one of the weirdest experiences of my life. It was so bizarre. Can I tell you a little bit of the story? Yeah, yeah. I went to the premiere and I had to do the the red carpet part of it, right? So we're like uh, interviewing, you know, all these people: Brian Cranston, Diane Kruger, uh, John Leguizamo. Got to interview all these people. Then afterwards, we got on the list to get into the after party after the premiere. And it's in this nightclub in downtown uh, Manhattan. So we go over there, me and this woman that I was working with, and we got there early. So we get in there early, and there's a VIP area, and there's a whole dance floor and everything. We're sitting there, and I'm, like, looking over at Diane Kruger. She's kind of, like, looking over at us. And I was like, this is really weird. Well, all of a sudden, all these people started flooding in. So it was, like, uh, Brian Cranston, Benjamin Bratt, Mickey Rourke. Whoa, um, no way. 
Gosh, I'm trying to remember who else was in there. It was, it was just like a weird collection of like uh, celebrities, news people and everything. Since we're in the VIP section, we're just like all stuck together sitting on these booths. And I turn around and I look on the dance floor and Mickey Rourke is dancing with the, uh, the guy from Catfish and his pregnant wife <laughs> from MTV. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? And then like 10 minutes later, Mickey Rourke is sitting right next to me on this booth. And I don't know if you guys have seen Mickey Rourke lately, but it's... It yeah, looks like a train hit his face. It is a weird, he's a weird looking dude. Yeah. I mean, and I wanted to talk to him, but the uh, gal that I was sitting next to, she was like, I don't know if I would talk to him. Or <laughs> I mean, I was legitimately scared to talk to him. <laughs> wow. So anyway, that was That's a weird awesome. night in New York. <laughs> it, it, was, it was strange. It was fun. I had a blast, but... Uh, from time to time, you post pictures of some movie props that you guys have over there at the headquarters. What are some cool movie props that you guys have? Don't oh, you yeah. have the wallet from Die Hard or something oh, yeah. like that? Yeah, we have, we've we got a bunch of stuff. Our CEO at uh, AMC is pretty, pretty cool cat, uh, Adam Aaron. He, he buys up these props from movies, and he puts them in cases in our, uh, over in our headquarters area. And so we have, like, uh, I think we have, like, Jason Bourne's ID, and we have bunch of stuff from uh, Tarantino movies. I don't know. There's a bunch of like really neat stuff. They're not like big, huge props. We do have some props from Star Wars that are like, I don't even know why. I, I hate to say it. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Sorry, folks. Oh, man. I know. I, I mean, I love the originals. I like Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, the original Star Wars. But Dave, are you? Well. Dave is. I saw him. Actually, I saw Dave at the uh, Olathe. Rogue One, yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. Opening uh, night. From opening night at yeah. Rogue One and Olathe AMC. I was dressed like Jar Jar Binks, like I usually am. I was dressed as Jar Jar Binks, and I was doing a, sh- I was doing a shoot there, actually. Yeah. We were interviewing people, and Dave randomly came up, and we interviewed Dave. Is there any truth to the rumor that you have these sunglasses from Weekend at Bernie's that Bernie wore? Actually, it's not in a display case. Our CEO, Adam Aaron, from what I've heard, he actually has a in his desk drawer. Oh, wow. He keeps that for himself. That's amazing. I never knew this about my husband. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's is the best movie. Probably in everyone's top two, at least. So every week here on Taco of the Town, we like to check the taco ticker. This is the taco news stories of the week. Do you guys want to check the taco ticker with me? Yeah, let's do it. Chris, you'll love this. This is a Fox News story. Oh, my God. I love Fox News. Tucker Carlson from Fox News went on a show. He actually went on a Univision show, and he ranted and raved that tacos are an American food. Sounds like fake news. Yeah, well, he, yeah. The host pointed out to him that corn's prominence reaches far back into the history of Mesoamerica when this region, Mexico, was farmed by Toltec, Aztec, and Mayan civilizations. So basically, the corn tortilla is older than Mexico itself. Corn originated and was first cultivated there by indigenous people who believe it to be part of the human creation myth. And many regional cultures believe that they were born millennia ago from corn, as seen in ancient murals in Mexico that depict people as ears of corn. It's believed that the Aztecs invented tortillas and that the great Aztec emperor Montezuma used them like spoons for eating meat, beans, and chilies. The process of tortilla making involves grinding corn kernels on a stone called a metate and adding quicklime to the ground corn to create a dough called masa. Around the year 400, masa and the griddle were common things in Mesoamerica. Tortillas have been made since then. And therefore, tacos are the natural food of the Mexican people. 
But Tucker Carlson says tacos originated in America. They originated no, in the Americas. No, no, no. Yeah. Maybe, so maybe he read that same article about Taco Bell creating the taco. Sorry. I think he got a little bit confused with the article. But no, tacos has been before the Spaniards. Right. More than 500 years ago. We have history. Agreed. It says here tacos are Great the most news. important food in Mexico City and across the country. You can find tortillas in every house and every restaurant. And a taco is filled with whatever you want to put in it. The taco has its roots in 18th century Mexican mining towns. I think you might even be thinking of nachos. Nachos might have been created in America. Were nachos created in America? No. Also, nachos, I got a story about it, but they actually come from the north border of Mexico. The other workers like, uh, crossed over and Chihuahua and basically on the border line yeah. with United States. So the nachos cross over to uh, to United States eventually. Right. Tucker Carlson doesn't know what he's talking about. Tucker Carlson never knows what he's talking about. Taco ticker story number two. 101-year-old Taco Bell enthusiast celebrates her birthday at the fast food restaurant Taco Bell. An Illinois woman celebrated over a century of life at one of her top spots to eat, Taco Bell. On last Tuesday, the Mexican food chain was decorated with flowers, balloons, and a message on the restaurant's entrance sign in honor of Ruth Parker's 101st birthday. Over the past two decades, Parker has eaten at Taco Bell every Tuesday and Wednesday, so it was no surprise that she would stick with her routine even on her birthday. We celebrate every birthday here, Parker told the radio station. I feel all right. I feel good at 101, I guess. Parker's love for Taco Bell started 16 years ago when she moved back to Southern Illinois from Florida. She was initially searching for a place to drink coffee and read the newspaper, and although Taco Bell does not serve coffee, one employee made her a cup anyway, sparking a bond that lasted almost two decades. They were so nice to me that I've been coming back ever since, Parker said. No matter what, we all know Miss Ruth, and we all make her a part of our lives and talk to her when she comes in. We just love her to death. Parker's tried almost everything on the menu, according to the radio station. However, as of lately, she told the news station she's hooked on Taco Bell's nacho fries, an item the chain recently brought back. Do you think you'll be eating Taco Bell when you're 101? Not me. What are your feelings on Taco Bell, Chris? Are you a Taco Bell eater? I'm not. You know, I, I, when I was in college, I would eat Taco Bell quite a bit. I'd get the bean burritos. I'd actually, you know what I did? I would I'd get the bean burritos. I'd, I'd get a whole bunch of them. I'd bring them home. I'd put them in the freezer, and I would heat them up lunch or whatever, you know, between classes. I'm not really a Taco Bell fan anymore. I mean, every once in a while, if it's three in the morning, hanging out at a bar or something like that, I'll go buy a Taco Bell and I'll get some Taco Bell. Lindsay, do you eat Taco Bell? I do not eat much Taco Bell because Chris is not a fan. And, but however, I do love Taco Bell. But What's your really. favorite Taco Bell thing? I do enjoy the bean burrito, nacho spelled grande with no meat. But however, I think I'm just going to stick to Dos Reales. That's going to stick to you. Alvaro, I think Alvaro just gave her a 10. <laughs> Alvaro, what, what are your thoughts on Taco Bell? you ever even venture into a Taco Bell? No, I don't have a problem at all. I mean, I, I haven't eaten a few times. You know, like my mother said, that's on board for everybody, so... We all cons consume some food, and it's all all right. There's always these news stories about these older, like, 100-year-old people or 110-year-old people who eat, like, really bad, but they're still alive. What do you think that is? Do you think that 
these the chemicals inside these, the food they eat at these fast food places are, are keeping them alive? Because there's like stories about this one guy who eats three Big Macs a day, and he's like seventy something. And then so there's Trump, Donald Trump. Is he seventy? <laughs> I think it might be. He's seventy. Seriously? No, no way. I Is mean, he really seventy-seven? Well. Actually, Warren Buffett, his routine to work is to pick up early breakfast at McDonald's. I think, honestly, for, about your question is, uh, I believe it's people's genes, you know. Yeah. That's my belief, you know. Some, some people can be eating uh, really healthy and it won't last long. Right. I, I don't know. My belief is genes. I don't know. What do you think? I just heard about something today that's interesting. There's a uh, cleanse taco. I don't know if you've heard about this or not. But it's like kind of a new thing. I don't know much about it. Actually, Lindsay read about it earlier. And it's a taco that actually is a cleansing taco that has ingredients in it that will actually cleanse your system. What's in that? She read me the article earlier, but she apparently doesn't remember it. Is this, this is not the taco cleanse, the book. Because I have that book. No, oh, maybe it is. I don't know. I, I need to find out about that one. <laughs> <laughs> what would be in that? Maybe just rice? I don't know. Nope. Some rice, some tofu. And I think Tempa is getting a new a new run for it. Tempa? What is, what is that? Fermented tofu. Oh, wow. Delicious. In a taco? Sounds disgusting. Yes. Sounds really bad. Thanks for checking the taco ticker with me. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, man. So we'll be right back after this quick break. Lotus Pool Records is a proud sponsor of Taco the Town. Staunchly independent and inexplicably eclectic, Lotus Pool has something for everyone. For the iconoclast, enjoy Poster Children's Grand Bargain. Engineered by Steve Albini, their first new album in 14 years. The indie rock stalwarts every turn with a blast of political prog punk. For the pseudo-escapist, there's the wickedly talented Heidi Lynn Gluck and her latest album, Pony Show, like an entrapping siren song. Beautifully crafted melodies invite you in and caress you and rock you like a velvet hurricane. And for those that secretly sneak into their car on their lunch hour and listen to 101 The Fox, there is Sun Eaters, authors of the amazing Taco The Town theme song, a band applying the Juggalo business model to their face-melting musical collection with a dash of smart-ass sincerity. Their new album, Unfathomable Darkness, is coming this Christmas. Remember, all Lotus Pool music can be streamed for free at lotuspool.com, a Lotus Pool tradition since 1999. Buy, stream, enjoy. Even when you feel no one else loves you, Lotus Pool Records loves you the most. Feel the love at lotuspool.com. We've got these tacos here in front of us. We're about to put these tacos to the test. Everybody check out these amazing tacos we have here. So what are we looking at here, Alvaro? They're very popular in Mexico City, tacos al pastor. And then we have tacos de carne asada, which my brother, when he came to visit me, he said that's the best tacos in the world because they taste good and they free for him. <laughs> then we have the grilled chicken tacos, which is a... Uh, Chris favors and what are these sure. ones, Emmanuel? Fish tacos Ooh. and these ones. And Lindsay, you have some vegetarian tacos, right? Yes, I have some vegetarian tacos here. And then we have what the Taco Bell invention is. Is uh, but also you know it, it is because it's the influence on uh, 
the border towns on uh, Mexico. That's the hard tacos. They actually fry. they not hard shell tacos, but they fry. So it's sort of like a version of the fried tacos, but that's the ground beef tacos and shredded chicken tacos, hard shell. All right, so let's start. Um, let's taste some of these tacos. Yeah, what do you want to start with? Well, uh, I suggest you start with tacos al pastor. So tacos al pastor. What does al pastor mean? What does that mean? Al pastor is, um, we marinated uh, a previous date with a special sauce. And usually those are made on the street. So it's very convenient for the working class in Mexico where they traveling back to home, you know, especially the Mexico City. So it's very populated city. Traffic is horrible. So people basically have to eat on the streets. So those are very popular. Tacos al pastor and also the uh, tacos de carne asada. These are amazing. And you said these are the ones your, your brother says are the best tacos? No, actually, these ones, the tacos oh, de carne asada. Oh, my gosh. These are delicious. That's so good. I will fix you one uh, tacos de carne asada, which you put a uh, little bit green salsa and also a little bit lime. A little bit of lime squeezed on the top of this is amazing. Yeah. The onions. It's actually marinated a day before. Correct. correct? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, a lo- lot of the meats we uh, marinated, you know, previously at least with that uh, 12 hours. Wow different meats that we use, not only for tacos, but other dishes. And I'm about to have, this is a steak, correct? It's a steak. Correct. That's a steak tacos. All right, here it goes. How is that? Wow. I'm doing a little bit of fish here, the El Pastor fish, which is just incredible. It's a lot of heat on this, too. Good. Chopped onions, the special cilantro. marinade, cilantro. Delicious. A slice of avocado. Mm, that's so good. Wow. I don't know what to say. These are amazing. We're just stuffing our faces here. How's your um, vegetable tacos? My vegetable tacos are delicious. So what would you tell somebody who is a vegetarian or vegan to do here? Actually, to request vegetable vegetarian taco, you know, or we're going to introduce this time the genie burrito. <laughs> the green genie burrito. The green genie burrito. And they, so- they do have to say, Alvaro, there's a huge vegan community out there. And so if they do come to Dos Reales, they can just request... The vegetable tacos. Correct. Yeah, and you can you can accommodate the vegan. Definitely too. Yeah. So what? I'm just curious. What, when she says vegan, that means no eggs, no dairy. So you can definitely guarantee that the tortillas have no eggs in them, and there's no dairy whatsoever on the tacos. Correct. Only uh, Lindsay like a little bit uh, cheese on it, but they can request without cheese. She's a cheater. Well, I am a pescatarian to be technical. Alvaro, what are some of your other favorite Mexican places in Kansas City? Well, I really like El Patron on Southwest Boulevard. I used to have a restaurant down in Southwest Boulevard called it uh, Sol Azteca. El Patron is like, um, for me, it is taste or the flavor of the food is similar to Dos Reales in some ways. When I go there, I'm like, it's the only place in town that I can go to. I'm like, I know it's going to be as it's going to be a similar quality as Dos Reales. And there's. They have a lot of fish, too, right? They have a lot more seafood. Yeah, I know the lady when she used to have a small bar before uh, she got at the restaurant, and she used to make um, a big dish of uh, just all kind of seafood, and she was just working behind the bar, and, you know, I prepared the dish for me. She knows how to do fish. Chris and Lindsay, do you have any other favorite Mexican places in town? I do. Um, 
place is called Jorocos or Jorochos. Jorochos. Jorochos is over off of, I want to say it's State Avenue and Kansas. Kansas Avenue. Kansas Avenue and 7th Street. It's uh, close to San Antonio's, yeah, down there. Right. Amazing seafood. Just great. I mean, it's, 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 it's so good. And they opened up a location in South Kansas City off of State Line. That's Correct. right. I think it's yeah. out Martin uh, City. Martin City area, yeah. It's great. Yeah, they got very good seafood dishes. That's the, the speciality. And now that you're talking about San Antonio, I really like San Antonio Taqueria. Me too. I love that. That was one of our top places. Yeah, yeah. they're real good. But they don't have a vegetarian or a chicken. No? No. Just beef? Just beef, pork. Mm. Now, Lindsay, you put a lot of sour cream on your tacos. I do enjoy some sour cream. What's oh, my What's goodness. What's this? It's a shrimp taco. We've got more uh, tacos Maybe you want to leave the uh, vegetable taco and grab a little bit of uh, shrimp. It's like we have five platters of tacos. <laughs> this is incredible. I'm like loving a- life right another now. Another platter just arrived. These are the shrimp tacos. Yeah, this is insane. Full avocado slices. I'm going to try this chicken. Is that the chicken? Yeah, that's the grilled chicken and also a little bit of green salsa. Can I just make a note here? Alvaro is one of our our closest friends, but I will always enjoy because he tells us how to eat the taco. And he sometimes, like, just gets the taco ready for us to put in our mouth. Oh, yeah. So what is the proper way to eat a taco, Alvaro? Can you show us? Am I doing this right? No, you're doing quite fine. Yeah, but I always but use the pin, I, the pinching method. I, I've seen some people eat a taco with a claw-like grip, and that is completely wrong. It's like a claw machine. You got to use the pinch method. Actually, I'm right-handed, so and this is actually uncomfortable for what's me. What's a but, claw look like? I I'm not sure. If I'm, I saw someone eating one. Like oh, this. Yeah, you can't do that. Like, this is not right. No, that's that's gonna rip the the tortilla. Shit. Yeah, and it was a it was a debacle. Dave, I was looking up some taco information today. Do you know the literal term for tacos? The definition of a taco. Well, there's been a couple of them. The original. It was like a tiny sticks of dynamite, right? That's yes. one of them. Yes, it was like a stick of dynamite wrapped and like you wrap the gunpowder. What was the other one we learned today, Chris? It was a wad. Oh, a wad, yeah. yeah. A wad? Of black powder put into a mine, like into little holes in a mine. That they used to blow up. Right. I don't know what that wipe, why it matters that much, but it matters. It all matters. What website was this? You guys were like on all day. It's called uh, Wikipedia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've been on there. Yeah. Have you Have you heard of it, Dave? Wikipedia. I, I need to I need to do more net surfing. You know, it's just yeah. something I've never been into. Tacos were referred to as a water plug and a hole, and that's. Literally what tacos mean, right, Alvaro? Sounds pornographic to me, but... Never thought that there was a definition for it. I just grew up to get to know the taco, you know, that's how we eat. Even uh, with any kind of food, you know, like uh, you were saying the story about the uh, Aztecs, they they used to use it like a spoon. And yeah, you're, you're very right about it. But also in Mexico, we get our main dish and we cut it and then we build up our own tacos. And that's how we eat. I'm trying this pork taco right now. It is amazing. I mean, and I, I don't eat red meat anymore, but I'm just like digging in right now because I actually love red meat and it is fantastic. Well, Chris, were you ever a burrito guy? Did you have a burrito phase? I'm still kind of in that phase right now. Did you ever have a fajita phase? You know what? They have a, a fajita burrito here. 
It's kind of a crossover. It crosses over into the burrito, which I love. I'm not a huge fajita fan, but you put that fajita meat in a burrito, and I'm I'm sold. I would like to make note of something that has come to our attention recently, because other people might have this as well. Chris has an egg allergy. We've just learned. Chris, is this something you want out there for everyone to know about? Actually, I don't know if I really want to talk about this right now. <laughs> I just found out about it. I guess maybe what Lindsay's getting to is, is that I can eat here. There's hardly any eggs in anything. Oh, okay. I'm totally fine. Except huevos rancheros, which is delicious. You have to try at least one bite of the Grand Bihar shell tacos. Okay, the crunchy tacos? Yeah, so at I, least one so bite. So I've had all the street style. Mm-hmm. They're all amazing. I just finished the chicken. I'm going to do a crunchy taco, beef, and then I'm going to head over to the, the shrimp taco here. You better hurry up, Dave, because uh, I'm eating this up. I mean, we're halfway through these tacos, but I think it's time that we uh, gave some reviews here. So here on the show, we, we give five golden tacos as the best review. What do you guys give Dos Reales on their tacos out of five golden tacos? I mean, come on. You probably pretty much already know based on what you've heard us talk about. I got my mouth full of tacos right now. It's, it's only a five golden taco review. I mean, come on. Five golden tacos for me over here. Five for you? Yeah, delicious. Yeah, each one of these has been so delicious. I'm going uh, four, 4.75 golden tacos. Every one of these has been dynamite, like a little wad or stick of dynamite. Yes. Like in a the, taco. In the mouth. In my mouth, exploding. Dynamite in your mouth. So uh, curious, though. If you don't mind me switching the tables on you here, asking you a, a couple questions. I mean, what would you give a five to? Have you been to any taco places that you've given fives to? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Alvaro is not here right now. So what was your favorite taco of any of the four over 40 reviews? Uh, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and uh, re-listen to every episode. I can't remember my reviews. Right on, right on, right on. This, this crunchy beef is amazing. Is there a special ingredient? Because it tastes different. There's something in there I haven't ever tasted before. Yes. Well, and actually you grab it when it was all soft because we left it for the, for the last. But I'm very proud of our ground beef taco because we get the best ground beef that we can get 19, 1981. That's the highest for the uh, for the industry, and we cook it with uh, very special ingredients. Ingredients which some of it are uh, white wine, you know, which once you hit the alcohol goes away. And then we put uh, onions, tomatoes, chili powder, paprika. Then we just cook it with the the, the own juices. We don't add, add any oil at all, and we are stirring the grease from the from the ground beef that comes out after it's cooked. That's so good. So delicious. So so we love Dos Reales, but there are some people out there who have had who have given bad reviews. Oh, my God. This is the part of the show called Bad Reviews Read in a Funny Voice. I'm even going to have Alvaro read one of these. So let's do some bad reviews in a funny voice. Can everyone do funny voices here? Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Jace. C says, this is very easy beat, shitty service, shitty drinks, shitty food. I asked for margaritas and they decide to serve them without tequila. I asked them to make them double, but that was too much. They asked was uh, dry like their lives. One hour to finally get my food and drink. I'm filled with chips, salsa, with my free glass of water. 
$70 was the fucking wasted. There are K machos in Olathe. It's so much better. Margaritas down to the street is much better. One star. Oh, wow. Come on, K machos, give me a break. That's one thing that people don't really think about. Free water, you know? That's great. What a deal. And free chips and salsa, yeah, too, gosh. right? All right, uh, Chris and Linz, you want to choose Angel or Randy? Well, I'll do Randall, I guess. Here, let me see if I can find Randall. Oh, Randy or oh, Randall, okay. <laughs> Randy A says, This used to be my favorite place. We'll come here two times a week for pina coladas with my sisters for the past two years. But after having my pina colada tasting like a white margarita the past three times, I'm done. If I wanted a margarita, I would order one. I come here for a nice drink after a long day at work. And lately, it can't even be done right. Something has changed for the worst at this place. It's actually just really sad because now I need to find a new spot for drinks with my sisters. Two stars. <laughs> Man, I wish I had some sisters to go get drinks with. What'd you think about these, that? These What'd you think about are, that review, Lindsay? These sisters are no fun. <laughs> All right, wow, those are some wow, those are some uh, crazy reviews. Those crazy Yelpers out there. I tell you what, these tacos were amazing. Is everyone done, or is everyone gonna eat some more? I'm gonna eat some more. There's a lot more left. So I, was, I still got to tackle one of these shrimp tacos. Oh, yeah, do that. Do that. To recap, our review this week has been Dos Reales with two Kansas City locations, one off of 75th Street in Antioch and Overland Park, Lenexa, and one off of Quivira and Shawnee Mission Parkway. If you're having a hankering for some tasty, authentic Mexican tacos and some of the best margaritas in town, stop on by Dos Reales. We'll be right back after this break. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Have you ever had a paranormal encounter? Have you ever seen anything that you could not explain? Hello, my name is Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And these are the questions we ask every week alongside our trusty producer, Riley Bray, on the Bigfoot Collectors Club podcast. Every week we interview a celebrity guest about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness featuring monsters, cryptids, and UFOs. Want to hear Craig Ferguson's take on the Loch Ness Monster? Or what crazy ex-girlfriend's Rachel Bloom thinks about a mysterious concrete castle built in Florida by a lovesick inventor? Like a haunted house or a forest at night, our conversations are always fun and unpredictable. So check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, keep your eyes on the skies. And now, it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. All right, we're back. This is the part of the show called Taco Topics. This is where I get your guys' innermost taco feelings. I've got taco questions, and I need some taco answers. Is everybody ready to answer some questions? Yes. See. Question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Number one, good tortilla. Tortillas, it's a difference. It's like a buns. You can find a different variety of buns on the... Um, on the market, you know, you just go to the grocery store and you have a, a large variety. Uh, I truly believe that I've been looking for the best tortillas possible. So to me, the best tortillas so far come from California. It's called Mi Rancho. It's a 
I had to meet the owner and he's very ethical person to do business with. We buy through a distributor, not to say names, but... Um, Were these from that place tonight? That's from that... These are amazing. These tortillas yeah, were amazing. So, you know, that the base ingredient is, is the tortilla. Then whatever is the filling, it has to be uh, very tasteful, you know, not, not plain, not overcooked, no raw, and just have the, uh, the perfect balance and the humidity. I mean, it's just not to have uh, any kind of dry meat, you know. And if you found a little bit dry the meat, that's where the salsas come from and come forth and a little bit twist of lime. So basically that's my basics for a, a taco. Flavor, humidity, and um, cook it well. That tortilla and the meats. Lindsay, what's the one thing you look for in a taco? The one thing I look for in a taco is, I agree with Alvaro, tortilla can make or break a taco. Truly, truly does. And fresh ingredients is important. And Alvaro does a great job at doing that. And he caters to all types of tacos. And every taco I have here is fresh and amazing. But tortillas, I think, are key. And you make sure the tortillas are delicious. Chris? Yes. <clears throat> well, the seasonings are really important to me. Tortillas are, are uh, actually, Alvaro kind of brought me around to this. I never really realized how important tortillas are until Alvaro started bringing out tortillas and letting us like, do these like taste tests of tortillas. I was like, oh my God, this is so much better with this tortilla that he is using. The seasoning and the meat, because I've eaten a lot of, of tacos that weren't seasoned well, and it's the worst. And, or, or it's like they're too greasy or something like that. You, you won't find any grease in these in these tacos. I feel like Alvaro's paying me to say this, but he really isn't. We literally come here two times a week, so we love this place. But the the uh, seasoning is is very important. And another thing, we know Alvaro really well, so it's like he like takes care of us, and like we know that like what he gives us is going to be like the best flavors. Um, I love onions too. I mean, I was just eating this. Uh, this uh, it was like pulled pork taco just a second ago with onions on it and everything. It's just fantastic, man. It's incredible. Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell tacos? If you had to choose one. Well, it kind of depends on the day. I prefer soft, both corn and flour. I do not enjoy crunchy. So I do sometimes prefer corn, but I want it to be soft corn. Soft core soft corn? corn? Soft core porn. I like corn. hard core corn tacos. <laughs> You like hard corn? Hard corn? Core, yeah. Hard core porn corn tacos. Oh my, that's that's something else. Chris, are you hard shell or soft? Uh, you know what? I used to be, when I was a little kid, I used to eat the hard uh, shells because that was what, what they gave me, but now I'm a soft. Alro, do you have a preference? Definitely soft corn. All right, question number three. Hot or mild salsa or maybe just a little bit of lime? I'm going to go with that one real quick. Um, hot. This is a... Uh, question about uh, different kinds of food if you're not eating tacos what's the one type of food you're eating oh, that's a fantastic question anything pasta i am eating if at all possible when i'm not eating tacos chris do you have a meal that you eat a lot of uh, that other than tacos or dos reales i probably eat dos reales more than any other meal 
But I think pasta probably Lindsay's right. Yeah, we do a lot of like shrimp pasta. Philly cheesesteaks. We don't do a lot of Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> I do love uh, chartreuse caboose. Chartreuse caboose, yeah. Rob yeah. Riggle and I love that place. Yeah. What are some other good taco towns that you've visited or you've eaten tacos in? Uh, in Mexico, uh, we, uh, Lindsay and I go to Mexico quite a bit. We go at least once a year. Uh, so I don't know. I would say Cancun, Tulum. Alvaro, what are some of your other favorite taco towns? Mexico City. I mean, my son lives in uh, down in Chicago, which I try to visit him as much as possible. You know, it's a large Mexican community, but I have not found a good uh, taqueria even in Chicago. That's what I've heard. I've heard it's it's hard to find a good taco place there, and even in New York City, there's not a very good. Uh, there aren't very many good taco places. Well, I'm sure L.A. should have good tacos, you know, but. One of your favorites, San Antonio. I, I give a good rates about it. Uh, they got pretty good tacos, you know. Can I, can I get you real quick? Can I do a, real, a shout out to uh, Alvaro's son, Juan Carlos, who's, I know, friends with all of yeah, us. Yeah, I remember Juan Carlos, yeah. He's living down, uh, yes. he's, he's in Atlanta now, right? In uh, Macon, Georgia. Macon, Georgia, yeah. He's, I think he's working for a Mexican restaurant down there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good buddy of ours. He used to work here, but just wanted to give him a shout out. All right, question number 17. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something that kind of turns you off of tacos. Like if you saw it on a taco, you'd be like, sorry, I can't eat. Yeah, I can't eat this taco. Well, I used to think that I did. And that was the tripe tacos, um, which is like a, it's a stomach. It's a part of, I think, the third stomach of the cow, right? You've had tripe tacos? Oh, yeah. Uh, we were hanging out with Alvaro. Actually, it was a surprise party for Alvaro. And they had a entire catered like meal and everything and they had tripe and actually Juan Carlos I was just talking about he was like hey that's tripe over there he's like that's from a real good Mexican restaurant here in Kansas City and I was like man I've never tried tripe before I don't know if I can do it one over there did it it was delicious it's a little gummy it's a little like kind of rubbery but it was very good is there a certain type of taco that you don't appreciate as much as others not only the you know the the tacos has to become in a clean plate from a clean place, and um, we go from there. Lindsay, is there, I mean, meat, right? Um, there's I, meat on a taco? Well, if there's meat on a taco, I choose not to eat it. But do not put fruit on my taco. Fruit? No, thank you. Oh, wow. Now, don't, don't get too creative. I think I agree with you on that. All right, this is the speed round. So first, oh God. first thing that... First thing that comes to mind, Lindsay. <laughs> this is we're gonna try to do this in twenty seconds. These are yay or nay questions. Okay. These are different types of tacos. Just let me know yay or nay. Taco pizza, yay or nay? Nay. Eh. Nay. Are those all nays? Those nay. are all nays. Nays. Okay. Taco salad, yay or nay? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Taco burgers, yay or nay? Middle. I would try. I mean, I've never had a taco burger. I'd give We're it a in shot. the middle, Dave. In the middle. In the middle. So you, okay, you're not quite sure what you think of that. What about a taco dog? Yay or nay? Nay. Eh. Uh, we don't really eat hot dogs anymore because we don't eat red meat. Miniature tiny tacos from Seven Eleven. Nay. Nay. No, thank you. I don't know what's in that. Choco tacos. Yay or nay? Nay. Nay. I don't know what is that. I don't know. It's what a dessert is. treat. It's like ice cream and a waffle. Oh, better ways to yay. eat nay. chocolate. Nay. I'll do nay. yay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast. Yay or nay? Nay. Nay. 
I'd give it a shot. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg from Taco Bell. It's a breakfast taco. Nay. Nay. I'm allergic to eggs, so nay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, man. Tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese. Nay. Nay. I'd go yay on that one. Okay. Nice, guys. What's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos? Oh, right here. Sealy Dan. FM. Nice. It's a good one. I belong to the taco. Pat Benatar? Yes. I think I've seen you perform that. Alvaro, do you have a favorite taco song? Not to be honest. Okay. Oh, he does. He just hasn't thought about it enough yet. So if tacos were not called tacos and they were called something else, say the word taco did not exist, what would you call a taco? I would go with, actually, I like Alvaro's uh, Mfumbe. Mfumbe, okay. It's a, it's a name he came up with uh, dr- for a drink, which, Alvaro, what does that mean? What does Mfumbe mean? It's a witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Tacos are witchcraft. There's just, yeah. There's something magic about them. I think, yeah, Chris is right. I never thought about it. Mfumbe. Lindsay, do you have a made-up taco word? Um, maybe a happy pocket. <laughs> happy pocket. I like this. I like that. Alvaro, how do you say happy pocket in Spanish? Paquete feliz. Paquete feliz. That's great. I love that. Melts in your mouth. So does anyone have any taco questions they'd like to ask me? This is the part of the show called Taco to Me. Do you have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? You kind of asked me one earlier. I did try to ask you one earlier um, about what your favorite taco was, and you kind of brushed it off a little bit. What is your favorite flavor of taco? Like, what is your favorite taco? Lately, I've been all about the Al Pastor tacos. Pastor. Oh, yeah. Uh, those are my favorite right now. But specifically, what kind of meat? Uh, I like the pork. Me too. That's originals. Um, so how do you enjoy your lettuce? I like lettuce on a taco, but, you know, I, I mean, I love all tacos, so I will take a taco with or without lettuce. I don't like a ton of thick, like, crunchy lettuce. I like mm-hmm. the light lettuce like we have here on these crunchy tacos. But I love cilantro and onion on my, you know, so you're okay authentic without tacos. lettuce. Oh, yeah, I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. What about hot sauce? Are you a hot sauce guy? I'm not a hot sauce. I like this, what we had here tonight. Tomatillo. Yeah, that's great. And I love the lime. I love the lime. I'm more, more of that these days. What about cheese? What can I choose? Just the mozzarella? Or the... What was this cheese? That is uh, white American cheese. That's pretty good. I mean, I like all cheeses. But that's, you know, cheese is not authentic. No, it's not. I don't like cheese on my authentic street tacos. I do have another question for you, Dave. Okay. How much taco garbed you wear and how often? Well, I go to bed. I have these taco PJs I wear. Okay. Pajama, a pajama top. Like pants and, and pants, shirt? Pants. Taco socks. Okay. Um, I have these taco slippers. Okay. I want to jump when I jump out of bed. I slip my feet into my taco slippers. Okay. Go brush my teeth with my taco toothbrush, taco flavored toothpaste, and mm-hmm. then I will change into my taco hat, taco shirt. What do you get? The, is that Colgate or what is that toothpaste? I, I get it at the Dollar Tree. I'm not sure where that's from. It's, my, it's McCormick uh, spice. They have a McCormick. limited edition taco paste. That Dave uses. Now, you guys live in Lenexa. Do you ever go just stare at the taco seasoning mural that's on that taco oh, on seasoning the building? Uh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we drive by there pretty much every day um, and check it out. Uh, that Actually, a uh, quick story. When I was a little kid, we I grew up in Burlington, Kansas, 
And my mom was the first person that introduced me to tacos. And she had these, like, uh, they were the hard corn, you know, tortilla tacos, the U-shaped tacos or whatever. And she would, like, cook up a bunch of greasy hamburger. And she'd take that McCormick seasoning, just dump it all over that, right? That was it. That's pretty much the seasoning to that. And then we'd put it on the taco shells, and it was greasy as hell. And it just, like, it, with a hard shell, just turned into these, like, just moist brown like you know that's that's how that was my first uh, yeah. taco introduction yep it's got a place in your heart it does have a place in my heart yeah thanks for being on the show guys i appreciate oh my it God. thank thanks you thanks for man. having us alvaro um i hope uh you're okay with us uh coming here and, and sitting and taking over your bar for the night me placer amigos my pleasure all right it's been great Thanks for being on the show, guys, and thanks for talking tacos with me. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for talking tacos with us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at Taco the Town KC or on Twitter at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. If you'd like to recommend a taco place for us to review or give us a taco tip, please send us a message to our email at tacothetowntopics at gmail.com. We're up for Best Local KC Podcast and the Pitches Best of KC Awards. If you have a chance, please go online and vote for Taco the Town. We'd love your vote. If we win, we might have a taco party to celebrate. And everyone in Kansas City gets tacos. Just kidding. I can't back that up. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi. Thanks to Alvaro Quesada for having us out tonight. And thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog's available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go eat some tacos!